Are we recording? So, we are recording. So did you see what I'm I'm drinking? So what I'm showing Mike because this won't. Uh, Those barrels. Uh, what are they called? The hugs. You remember the hugs? The hugs? Yeah. I do remember hugs. So this is a, a little hug. This is the blue one. So I I don't remember what the blue is. Quite quite honestly, Morgan usually drinks most of these. So this is you know I I luckily got one of these. We we picked some up this last week. So. I'm going to on on air. We're going to start the podcast this way. I'm I'm sure this is where we'll lose most of it, our. It looks like windshield washer fluid. It That's does. how blue it is. It it does. I probably should probably honestly should go out into my car and put this in the car instead of in my system. But yeah, you know. let's see how this. Blue raspberry. That's what it is. Blue raspberry. Is it is it really sugary? Because I I don't remember how they taste. Not as much as not as much as I remember. Because you know, because they weren't they weren't quite Kool Aid, you know. Because you know, and you know there was a difference between the Kool Aid Mom made and the Kool Aid that you and I would make when Mom wasn't around. So yeah, you know, we, ours was good. It was, was very good sugary. All, exactly all the sugar that we could find. So yeah, and those are kind of like flavor ice, right? Yeah, like you could probably freeze this. Yeah. It would be those. Yeah. Same be, thing. Yeah, exactly. So we got some of those in the freezer too, but my my teeth are a lot more sensitive than they used to be. So I'm not a big popsicle person anymore. So You know what? I quit eating cold food too because it's just, so, I get headaches now. So yeah. So no more chasing the, uh, no more chasing the, the ice cream man down the street. So, so. here's a question. Are there still ice cream men that go around? Because I have not seen one in years. There are. The, the the other day, just down the street, there was a good humor truck going down, blaring the music. So That's awesome. I only see them in, like, action movies where they're at some sort of front <laughs> for, like, you know, an organization or, or undercover cops. Well, I'm sure they are a front anyways. I mean, quite honestly. But, uh, yeah, you know, that's I mean, true. You know, the ones I've seen lately, it's like the good humor sign is half fallen off and there's more rust on it than paint on it. And, you know, so you're going to be questioning whether you should eat what comes out of that. Okay. So, all right. Well, I'll avoid them. Yeah. There's a whole new meaning of bomb pop. So. Oh yeah. uh, (laughs) Exactly. I did uh, come over to a neighborhood to, you know, you know, we'll sit outside. We'll, we'll get some ice cream at the ice cream truck. So that works for me. As long as I don't have to run it down, I'm fine. Right. No, we got Morgan. He'll do that. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Because I remember the uh, the Flintstones ones, the uh, the orange. Uh, the, it looked like you ate them out of a to, uh, like a toilet roll. It was right. like the, the stick push-ups. and the, push-ups. the push-ups. Yeah. I like those. Those are good. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, next time if if I get one of those, I'll keep it. I mean, I'll put it in the freezer. I won't. You know. I appreciate that. Otherwise, right. it might be a little nasty right. by the time I get there. Because I think it's actually real milk and like real Probably. dairy. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like the frosty stuff. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, I did see, I ended up watching Pixels. What did you think of it? It wasn't bad. I mean, right. definitely for a Happy Madison film, uh, Adam Sandler film, it was it was good. I, I mean, it, again, it's one of those films, don't go into it expecting the greatest dialogue or the greatest story. And quite honestly, or any story, but just... I mean, just the fact that, you know, you've got Centipede attacking the city. They're driving around in the cars, you know, pretending to be the ghosts after Pac-Man, you know. 
and then Qbert. Come on, you gotta love Qbert. Qbert was awesome, and I Q-Bert wish, was, yeah, so. I wish that they would have had more of the rewards or the uh, the medals. I was hoping that the dog from Nintendo would have been found by them too. Right. So. But yeah, is what it is. And Kevin James is the president, so I mean, you can't expect much from this movie. <laughs> I mean, Paul Blart, uh, you know, Mall Cop is is the president, so. But you know what? That's a role that fits him. He actually didn't do too bad in that role. It was, you know. No, he didn't. And like you said, you, you don't go into it expecting much. And I didn't. I went in with no expectations, and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was good. Right. You know, again, it's not an Oscar award-winning movie, but oh, it was still fun. Um, Peter Dinklage, he was one of my favorite characters. Um, he is, uh, what did they call him? Like Firestorm? Yeah. No, Fire, yeah, Firestorm. Yeah. And um, he was funny. He was, he was just. Well, well, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, the casting was pretty good. I mean, I, you know, I mean, you know, again, anytime you've got an Adam Sandler movie, he's going to pick his friends. He always does. You know, I mean, he, that's just how it is, you know, but usually he puts together a pretty decent group of people, you know, and yeah, you're right for a happy Madison film. Yeah. You, you can't expect much, but yeah, it was, I mean, it, it's entertaining. That's all that matters. So. Well, and that's what I enjoyed about it is I didn't, it didn't feel like it was an hour and 45 minutes. It, right. it breezed past real quick. There are some things that, you know, again, like you yourself probably saw where you, they could have expanded on or just done stuff a little bit differently. But all in all, like it, it was a cool concept. I mean, right. you, you know, they're going to do a sequel. They're going to have to. Right. So <laughs> I, I mean, I could already see it could be like a battle for the galaxy where it, they call all the greatest players from all over the universe. Right. Exactly. I'm just hoping the next one, I'm hoping has Joust. It's got to have Joust. Okay? Well, the, the Joust characters were in this one. I saw I them. I saw them, yeah. yeah. So, But I think that'd be cool for them to have to play a game of Joust to get the medals to win. So That would be cool. Yeah, I was. the one thing that confused me is on how they determined what, um, what games they were going to play. I mean, or were those the only ones that they sent in in the, I, in the space capsule? I'm not sure. And that's where I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't quite figure that out either. So, cause it was, cause what was it? They, they were getting transmissions from earth or something like that. And they, they sent, that, yeah, they sent out that, that capsule to see if, you know, someone in outer space would pick it up like aliens or things like that. So they sent like a VHS of like the competition and all these eighties things. And should we should we set this up for the people that are listening to this? I just thought about that. We we can we can yes go ahead. Okay, so this is an Adam Sandler movie, and it's called Pixels. And what it ends up happening is that in 1982, Adam Sandler's character is in a gaming competition against Peter Dinklage, when at this point they're kids, and he ends up losing the battle for Donkey Kong. And his life kind of spirals in a different direction than what he expects. But while they're doing this, uh, it's recorded live and they send up the VHS and other paraphernalia and other things from the 80s to uh, outer space to see if they can make connection with aliens or things like that. You know, see if there's other life forms out there. And all of a sudden we now at present time, 
find out that the aliens did get this material and they actually considered it an act of war slash competition. So they started attacking the planet with Atari characters or all the characters that they were basically made aware of through the games and the transmissions that were sent through. Does that sum it up pretty good? That does. And, and, you know, and, and in this, you know, uh, Adam Sandler's character, his best friend, you know, uh, you know, Chris James, you know, becomes, Kevin James, Kevin James, sorry, not Chris James. Kevin James has become the president. So he's, you know, he's responsible and he, he's kind of like, he's kind of like this doofus president. Like nobody, nobody, nobody takes him seriously because he's constantly sticking his foot in his mouth and saying the wrong thing. And all of a sudden now he's got to protect the world, you know, from these attacking video game characters. And the first person he calls up is Adam Sandler and says, Hey, you know what? I need your help. And, you know, Adam Sandler comes and, you know, he's like, you know, what, what is he? He's like basically like a computer repair or he's just a, he's a geek squad from Best Buy. Right. Exactly. So, you know, there's, I mean, he's, you know, this, this guy who was supposed to be this, this smart guy who could solve any video game, you know, ended up, you know, just working at geek squad the rest of his life. And now he's being asked by the the president no one trusts the president that this is the right guy but you know you got that story of oh no i've, I've got faith in this guy he can you know he can fix it he can you know he can solve it everything and you know and so kevin james you know his character is going out on a limb for adam sandler and you know he's got to train the military on how basically to play 1980s video games you know and at, at the same time you know you know, trying to convince people that he's not crazy. Um, and, and honestly, they don't, you know, they don't take him seriously. You know, they, they win the first battle against Centipede. Um, and then the next, the next challenge is Pac-Man and they bring in the, the guy that had the, the all-time record for Pac-Man, um, you know, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage and, you know, bring him in and uh, they win against Pac-Man, but then they, you know, they found out that they won because he was cheating and the aliens, you know, basically say, well, because of that, you know, you, you don't really, you're, you lost that. You're going to have to fight a bigger battle. And, but the, you know, but people got sick of, you know, the Adam Sandler, they get rid of him and, and, you know, uh, you know, Dinklage and, and those guys. And, um, you know, be, after it's found out that they cheated and, they kind of go rogue and Kevin James sneaks out of the white house and shows up and helps him in this rogue battle to, to save the world. And along the way, they end up with Qbert, who is basically a prisoner of war. I think is how it, yeah. You know, it ends up, it's like, like we're going to give you this, this guy, you know, Qbert as a prisoner of war. So. I do like that. I do like the part that they, that they had mentioned that because there was no like, I mean, the AI in those games followed a pattern, but that's why, like, that's why Adam Sandler's character and Peter Dinklage's character and Josh Gad's character were able to um, help figure out the puzzles or even defeat the levels because they were considered levels when they were when they're fighting them. Is because they had the patterns down, so they knew what to do. They knew how the the ghosts were gonna not the ghosts, but the uh, centipede was gonna react. How Pac-Man might react. How um, you know Donkey Kong might react. And I thought that was really cool to throw that in there. It's like, it's just based on patterns. 
Right. Mm. And and I and, and that's the thing, and you know, I'm trying to teach that, you know, Adam Sandler was trying to teach that because you know, this is, you know, the two thousands and you know, the AI in games is much much more developed than the AI was in games of the eighties and trying to explain that to, you know, these soldiers that no, no, this they will always react this way and um, you know, it'll always happen this exact way. And, you know, it, it was kind of interesting to see that kind of that mix between the old the old video games, you know, the newer thought process. And yeah, I mean, I, I think they, I think they hit that pretty well. I mean, I, I you know, I mean, Josh Gad, Gad's character was a little unique, you know, I he mean. He was uh, hilarious. Yeah, his, his, his was definitely unique, but his characters usually in all movies have been really unique, so. You know, you, you can look just at, you know, just at Frozen and the fact that he plays Olaf, you know, he plays a, you know, he plays a snowman, you know, the voice of a snowman, but, um, you know, at, at the end, you know, he had fallen in love with this, you know, anime, I'm trying to remember what game she was from. I'm drawing a blank, but anyways, you know, Hubert changes into her at the end in real life so that he can have his fantasy lived out, you know, and it's, you know, just weird stuff like that, that just, you know, I think made the movie. Made it unique. Yeah. So. But it was it was definitely worth watching, and that's what I have to say. I would I would recommend it um, if you're looking for something to watch. You know, you get an hour and forty five minutes to kill, and you just want to zone out and watch something that's entertaining. Watch that, and, and make sure you've got a little hug. You know, so uh, yeah, exactly. You know, little hug. You know, the light blue blue raspberry looks like uh, windshield wiper fluid. But no, I I agree with you. I mean, I I I think it it it's it's worth it's worth the hour and 45 minutes i mean there's there's some movies that aren't you know like i will i can honestly say i would never recommend anybody watching the super mario brothers movie from the 80s so that that's just not going to happen so that one was a little bit rough with bob hoskins and john linguizamo yep and i i mean i if i look at imdb quite honestly pixels got five and a half out of out of 10 i think that's i think that's a little harsh but quite honestly i think i I think that cast of characters probably you know requires a certain a a certain level of understanding of what you're going to get and i think that's you know with any sandler movie it's you know you're not you know it's kind of like will ferrell movies it's like will ferrell and adam sandler it's like if you're going in looking for the next Oscar winning, you know, movie, you're, you're not going to see it. That's not what. Yep. I agree. And that's, that's, that's what, that's why I went in there with not expecting anything. Cause I saw the most recent Adam Sandler movie that I saw was magnificent. Uh, was the ridiculous six on Netflix. And that was ridiculous. It was a Western and that even threw me for a loop. It wasn't good, <laughs> but it wasn't bad. It wasn't good for a movie, but it wasn't bad for a Sandler movie. Well, and that's the thing. It's like he doesn't. I don't think he makes movies because he cares what you think about him. He makes the movie because it made him laugh, and he wanted to put it on the screen. And he's got enough money where he can do that. And and the producers, you know, I mean, I know the majority of them he produces them now, but you know, under Happy Matt, under the Happy Madison banner. But 
quite honestly, people know that you're gonna you're you're gonna get a certain amount of people just to show up because it's Adam Sandler. So you know that right off the top of the, you know, top of the game. So I I, I think even he knows that. He's like I think Adam Sandler even knows that. Oh, people are gonna show up to this just because I'm in it. And so, but at the same time, I think he's like, well. You know, this looks like a fun script. I'm just going to do this script. And if nobody likes it, nobody likes it. If everybody loves it, then everybody loves it. You know, so, I mean, it must be pretty unique to be in that spot where you can, quite honestly, where you can make some just utter crap and not have to worry about it. Well, so. and then, he, I mean, it's not like he's not a good actor. He's, I mean, Uncut Gems, I don't know if you saw that one. It's on Netflix now. It's really good. It just came out last year. And then Spanglish and Glick, and not Glick, uh, but Click. And then uh, uh, what's the one where he's the shoemaker? Um, oh, yes. Um, uh, cobble, the Cobbler. The Cobbler. So, um, the Cobbler it- is, uh, by that, that movie, I, uh, I'm just going to stop you. The, 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 I, I think The Cobbler has got to be by far one of the, the best movies I've ever seen. And that's, and, and it's got Adam Sandler in it, but just the way that he portrays it, the way that he plays that character, it just, that movie works on all levels. And I, I, I think that's something where, yeah, he does something like that, the cobbler, and then, yeah, he'll do something else where, you, you know, quite honestly, like grownups where you sit there and you go, is this the same guy that I just watched in the cobbler? But if you think about it, it's kind of like how Robin Williams was, you know, Robin Williams would, would go out and do just, you know, you know, he would do some high end drama and then he would do just some farcical comedy. And, you know, you, you don't realize the, the depth of, of the actor. And I think Sandler's the same way. Well, yeah, Jim Carrey does the same thing where it's just, he goes from like Ace Ventura to the Truman Show, I mean, to like a, a middle ground, like the Yes Man, you know, right. there's so many different ones that he's, he's done as well. And I really like that. And I commend them for being able to do um, a wide range of, you know, movies. Yeah. And it's, and it's not easy because it's, it's, it's easy to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Right. I mean, it, 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 I, I don't want to say it's necessarily easy, but you can make a living being a character actor acting in the same type of genre time and time again, where, where I think it really shows the depth of, of an actor and actress is where they can kind of jump all over the spot, but at the same time, they do it well enough that it makes you go, is that the same, the same guy? You know, um, you know, Tom Hanks is probably another one where, you know, you look at, you know, the depth of the characters that he's done, you know, you look at Apollo 13, you look at, you know, Forrest Gump, you, you know, it's, you know, and then, you know, you look at him playing Woody on, you know, the, you know, the voice of Woody on the Toy Story movies. Or you, you know, go to Money Pit. Right. Or Money Pit, which is, that's a, oh, that's another good movie. I mean, if I got to make a recommendation there, uh, Money Pit is a movie, you know, what, what is that from 84, 85, somewhere yeah. around there. So. Well, and then you go to the outlandish Joe versus the volcano. I mean, where it just doesn't make sense. I mean, you've got that. I mean, he started out with, with, was it bachelor party? Right. And I mean, there's splash. There's, yeah. he has had quite a, quite a career. Castaway. Castaway. You know, where he spends most of the movie talking to a volleyball. So. Yeah. 
but he's such a such a likable character and then you go to um uh oh gosh mr rogers one that just came out yeah exactly and that's you know you think about it because people are like well yeah tom tom hanks was perfect in that role and it's like i i kind of ask and i'm like well why did you think that because if you look at that it's like it's really not like anything else he had done you know and but he pulled it off and uh you know and i i think that's that's you know when you when you look at like you know you know we, we talk about sandler you know you brought up jim carrey who you know quite honestly everybody says he's a nut job but you know he definitely can act you know and then you look at tom hanks who you know he's he's done almost every type of role out there also and you know we talked about the late robin williams you know who you know i think by far was one of the greatest comedians of of all time you know it's just you know i think that just shows the depth of their characters where they're able to play this wide range and everybody just accepts it you know it's like oh yeah that's tom hanks well but I really shouldn't accept that that's Tom Hanks because quite honestly, that's not who I picture Tom Hanks playing, but because he's that good of an actor, you end up going, Oh yeah, that's Tom Hanks. You know? So I agree. You know, whereas I think someone like Josh Gad is quite honestly, I think Josh Gad is going to play the same type of character over and over again. So I think he will. And he, you know, he, he's, he plays a great sidekick, right. you know, supporting character. You know, we, we talked about Kevin James and Pixels, right? If you look at what Kevin James has done, it's kind of been the same. Same wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, kind of, you know, the, the lovable loser, right? I mean, it, you know, just, you know, the, the guy, he's just just there, you know. So, um, you know, and that goes back to the sitcom days when he did King of Queens. You know, that was what his character was. I mean, yeah, King of Queens. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, was. He, plays a, he seems like the same person. Right. Yep. You know, so. um now, I like King of Queens. I, I like that show. But uh, yeah, Kevin James is just going to keep playing that same that same type of character. So. Isn't it good for him? You know, it's like if he can keep getting more stuff, well, he's, he just... He's obviously getting the gigs, right? So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he may not be an A-lister, but he's definitely a, a commodity. Right. He keeps bringing people in. He's probably making more money than I am. So... Uh... He's making, yeah, he's making more money than both of us combined. <laughs> and, uh, oh, someday, that'd be nice. You mean this but, podcast isn't an A-list podcast yet? We're not top of the list? I don't think so yet. <laughs> if we got some A-list actors you know, that we could interview, maybe. <laughs> you know you know what? We could um, put up pictures of them, you know. And then just. Video. Right. <laughs> and then just say that we're interviewing them. That right. works for me. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I figure, Mike, it's it's a waste. I mean, you know, especially, you know, if we do a video podcast, we're not even at the point where we're putting lower thirds yet to say who we are. So, you know, it's... That's true. I got to figure out how to... In, we don't even have intro music, do we? Or do... No, we do have intro music. We have intro music. Did you put it on the last one you released? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I didn't listen to it yet, so... No, it's on the last one. And um, we can definitely, we'll have to figure out how to stream at some point, too. Yeah, because there's other podcasts that have uh, that are in my queue before my own podcast to listen to. So, um. <laughs> well, you already sat through the first time, so why listen to it another time? <laughs> so I, I have to say I've listened to all of them so far. Okay. Because I, I it, one, I wanted to hear how I sounded, and then two, I was kind of like, you know, 
I, just kind of, you know, I was just curious how it sounded. So, but yeah, I haven't listened to the, the latest one, which is number nine, because we've done so many. So we've done it. We've done a lot. Yes. <laughs> well, We're going to be more regular. So has any, uh, no one's commented yet though. So, but uh, it's okay. You know, it's, it's getting the ball rolling again. Right. And that's, that's the main thing. <laughs> I was trying to think of anything else that I saw. No, is uh, I'd asked you about uh, Young Indiana Jones because I, I had just, for some reason, I had just thought about it. I was like, that was a series that I really enjoyed watching in the early 90s. I know you can buy it on Amazon for, was the whole box set for $200, which is insane. $200 for Young Indiana Jones? It was three seasons. I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I just paid. I just paid thirty dollars for four seasons of Wild Wild West. I mean, come on, you know. So. Well, that's what I figured. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm not gonna spend that much. I'll find it somewhere, and I have to see because I think the individual seasons are thirty don't bucks a, a piece. Don't you have an inn at Skywalker Ranch and just have Lucas send you a, you know? <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. If I had an inn at Skywalker Ranch, I'd be there. I, I was gonna say I I got a feeling we would not be doing this podcast like this if you had an inn at Skywalker Ranch. So. But, oh my uh, gosh, that would be nice. <laughs> um, no, and I was looking, and it looks like the individual seasons are thirty bucks a piece. So I may end up just buying those for you know ninety bucks as opposed to the two hundred dollars. I don't care about the extra stuff. I don't want the limited edition map and you know compass and all that other stuff that comes with it come and, on that's that's the stuff that you know that's the stuff that makes it you know yeah but that's 110 bucks more yeah, like, well, i know. just want to watch it so um hey it's i don't know it's not i would i thought maybe it was on prime video but it's not on prime video either so and it's not on netflix either no, it was on Netflix probably a couple of years ago, and I had it in my queue, never watched it because I wanted to rewatch it, and now it's it's gone. It's not on Amazon either. And then I figured, well, let me take a look and see. Maybe it's not that expensive um, to purchase. So, so is this – was this in the catalog of stuff that Disney ended up with, though? See, and I don't know. I can't find it anywhere online whether it says that they got it, but it was part of Lucasfilm. Um, for anybody listening, this is the one with Sean Patrick Flannery as uh, young Indiana Jones. Yeah, because I'm just wondering if um, it's going to eventually show up on Disney Plus. Oh, Disney that'd be cool. Plus. So, I mean, not that it helps you right now, but. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's not critical. I just, it was more of a random um, thought because I was thinking, well, Pixels made me think about the 80s. And then I was like, oh, wait, when, when I was younger, I was like, wait, you know, a show that I really liked, it was only on for a short period of time was young Indiana Jones. Because you might want to, I mean, you might want to check some of like half price books or have you checked eBay? Is it anybody selling that's a, on eBay? That's a good idea. This so. is this is more of like a, a really recent, like as of the text message that I sent you is when I when I started thinking about and, it. Okay, that was like four hours ago. So, so yeah. So, okay, so you haven't done a lot of research on this one then? So. No, because I had to eat and everything like that. Right. So, yeah, it was just it was just more of a fleeting thought. I figured if you had it, maybe I could borrow for a little bit and watch it and get caught up on them and watch them again so well let's uh you know i'm i got ebay up here hang on so uh, young indiana jones let's see what we got here um vhs 6.95 so 6.95 for 
Or is uh, it per episode? No, this is a, a seven VHS lot. Hang on, now I, now I got a, well, six ninety five is the starting bid, but it's, uh, um, we've got, hang on, what do we got here? We've got, uh, oh man, I hate how people do this. It's just, just list the stuff you're selling. That's all I want to know. Well, I want to know. I, I I figure your VHSs are used. You wouldn't be selling them if they weren't used. So, um, so let's see what we got here. We've got uh, the Wonder Years. I don't know what season though. Another Is that six six hundred and ninety five dollars or six dollars and ninety five cents? The current bid is six dollars and ninety five cents. Hercules and the Amazon Women. You remember that series? I do. That was wow. on. That was on Fox, wasn't that? No. Yeah. I believe and that was Fox. The Adventures. Okay, so it's basically three, uh, three episodes. Young Indiana Jones, Treasure of the Peacock's Eye. Okay. Um, Oganya, The Giver, and Taker of Life, and then Masks of Evil. Oh, okay. So it's only three episodes of the series because they were, they were like mini movies. And that's why yeah. I think I liked them is because it was, it was, they were an hour and some of them were an hour and a half. 1498 for an, a set of nine VHS tapes. I mean, of course you have to pull out the VHS. Yeah. And you wonder how the quality is because if they were well loved, yeah, this they is mean chapters 19, 18, 10, 6. Two. Oh, so they're random. Yeah, this one's random. So, and no one seems to have the DVDs out here. I don't. Oh, wait, hang on. The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Volume 3. Volume 3. Just Volume 3 is $75. Oh, and I can... disc DVD set? Just Volume. That seems wrong. Okay, and then here's another one, 12 DVD set, volume three, volume two. I, I can't imagine there was that many episodes. Well, I suppose, though, if each episode was one VHS, that could be. Yeah, it could be a DVD per episode. That could be a DVD, yeah. So. But, but for volume three, is 35. Volumes one, and, volumes one and two, discs only, $40. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I think this is rarer than, I, I think, I, I think, uh, Young Van Helsing. Oh, no, there's a. Who was in Young Van Helsing? I don't know. I can't. Let me take a look. Adventures of Young Van Helsing Quest for the Lost Scepter. Oh, I don't even know there was a series. Adventures of Young Van Helsing. It's a film, 2004 film. That's for 2004 film. It was on VHS tape. I suppose that would be what, 16 years ago? Yeah, I guess that. Huh. So. Must have been good, maybe. I don't um, know. Let's see. Uh, I know nobody in this. So. Um, Ken Mitzkovitz, Freddy no. Saba, Ned Narang, or 
Kevin Summerfield was the director. Ventures of Young Kelsey. Mm, let's see what else. Let's Kevin. Kevin yeah. Meskowitz was in. Oh, I mean, this this guy, you know, he was using that. That was that was his thing. Yes. And the director, the director, this Kevin Summerfield is known for webcam diaries. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll pass on that one. And those are the only two films that he did. All right. Yes. Uh, VHS box set, $5.50. I, I mean, I think you, you might have, I, this one might be harder for you to find because hmm. a lot of people aren't even selling the DVDs. So I'm going to take a look for it and I'm going to find it. And I might get at least season one or I mean, volume one, just to see what it's like. I oh, remember enjoying it. Here, here you go. This is this is it. Nine ninety five. Oh, it's ten dollars shipping. If it was free shipping, I might get this for you. Vintage nineteen ninety two Dixie cups. Young Indiana Jones unopened box of kitchen cups. Oh, that's classy. But I'd want to open them up, and then it would just be a such a fleeting moment of using them. Right. So. Oh, yeah, and it's got uh, Explore the World with Young Indiana. I'm looking at the picture online, but yeah, I, I, I mean, if it, was, if it was just $9.95, I'd probably get that for you, but... Uh, I can't justify the $10 shipping and handling. Well, I don't get why they, why they think that's $10 shipping and handling. Quite honestly, you can you throw that in a bag at the U.S. Postal Service and ship it for like a buck thirty or something like that, so... Well, unless they don't want it to get crushed. I, I suppose. You know those milk carriers sometimes. Probably going to insure it. So, oh, there was a Sega Genesis game. Did you know that? For Young Indiana Jones? Yeah. I don't have a Sega Genesis, but. But you could probably find something for one of the emulators. I know. Now I've got to look for it. So, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, actually there's quite a bit of stuff out there. $6 for the game though. But again, $4 shipping. And I don't have a Sega Genesis, so it would just sit on. It'd be more like a trophy piece. It would be. So. And I don't know if that's a really cool trophy piece. No, no. No. A game that probably, yeah. Probably didn't age well to begin with, so. More yeah. than likely. More <laughs> than likely. So, yeah, that was, those, those are the new things that I was looking at. But between that and watching Pixels. Um, I was going to say, I, I don't really have anything. I don't really have anything new, do I? Was, what was I, I was doing something the other day and I thought about the podcast. I don't remember what it is now. Did you, you've seen, uh, oh, did you freeze? Uh-oh, we, no, nope, um, you froze for a second. There we go. Oh, did I? Am I back? Yep, you're nope. back. I'm back? Okay. Yeah, Zoom is telling me that my internet connection is unstable. So I'm not oh. sure it's the internet connection that's unstable. So... Um, yeah, it's me. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, um, I um I'm trying to remember what I what I was doing the other day. Oh, I know what it was. I um I I went out to um Origin, which is uh, electronic arts um um it, it's kind of like Steam and um uh, game of games. So it's kind of like their their delivery system for for games. 
and uh, Battlefront 2, the 2005 edition for the PC was $5. So, so I bought it. I haven't played it yet, but we need to play it because I think that was the one you were talking about, which was the best one, right? Me personally, I thought Battlefront 2, which was for the PS2 originally, or I mean, it was also on other systems, but I remember right. at the PS2, um, it was great. The AI was awesome. It was more like capture the flag and you could use Jedi's at the same time. I just don't, I can't get into the new one. I just can't. I mean, I've played it with Morgan a couple of times when I was over at your guys'. Um, I just can't, I can't seem to. Yeah. So, so I've got it. So next time you're over, we'll, we'll fire it up on the, on my, my, my surface pro, which has turned into a heck of a gaming device, but I mean, I, I would expect it to be because it's got like eight gigs of memory and, you know, four cores of CPU and all that. But anyways, I, yeah, it was $5. So I, I bought it. So I've got Battlefront 2 now. So, so we'll have to talk about that. So, and you can hook up two controllers to it? I can hook up two controllers because I'll just, I, I, uh, Morgan and I did that with, uh, we were playing, um, we are playing the new, the new remastered version of Gauntlet the other day. And, oh, um, is that, Okay, the Gauntlet game would that be? Yeah, I don't want to deviate from no, that's Battlefronts, but is that similar to the original one that was on? Not the original one, but the one that was on the NES, or it was the one that? Yeah, the yeah NES was actually a pretty good version, but the the problem even with the NES version was the fact that you couldn't have the four players easily like you could in the arcade. Because in the arcade, you could have the um, the four players: the 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 elf, the warrior, the uh, wizard. And then um, I don't remember the fourth one, but um, in this one, you can actually, if you've got four USB controllers, you can plug four and four USB ports, you can plug four USB controllers in, play on one system, or if other people have the gauntlet, you can actually play it online with four people, each doing the, the individual characters. But yeah, Morgan and I, um, we, we had two controllers, so we just played as uh two the, the just two people but it's um yeah it's it's basically it, i mean it's it's gauntlet it's gauntlet but ramp it up like you know you know for the 2020s which much better graphics and smoother gameplay stuff, a lot more yeah. stuff coming to kill you so but um but yeah that's where i found uh, that's what we tested doing multiple controllers so like even with the Battlefront 2, just throw a USB hub on there. And uh, honestly, I just play with, we, we just play with Xbox controllers. We've got a couple Xbox controllers. We plug those in and they work pretty well. So That's awesome. Did you, so you did play Battlefronts 2. Did you enjoy it or? I haven't yet. I haven't okay. played it yet. So I just, uh, yesterday, yesterday I bought it and I still need to play it. So I haven't played it yet. So. Now, was that part of like a, one of the Humble Bumble, Humble Bundles or that was that? This one wasn't. This one was just I, I don't remember oh I know how it was because I, I was I was downloading FIFA twenty, the the, the soccer game. Cause I I under the surface because I bought it a while ago and I just hadn't gotten around to playing it. And they were running a promotion saying that um they had all these games ninety percent off and I'm like, well let's I'll see what they've got for ninety percent off and one of them was Battlefront 2 and I'm like oh I'm like I gotta pick this up so yeah this is still it's one of those games that I, I I still enjoy I mean I remember playing for hours and hours 
you know, we just have a group of people and we end up just switching off the controllers and going back and forth. And it was just, it was just like capture the flag. It was fun. Well, and that's, and that's where I was, I was trying to explain to somebody the other day. Uh, well, I, I think it was, I think it was Morgan. I was trying to explain it to, and I think you and I have talked about it too, is that part of the problem I have with the, with the games now is, and, and I'll, I'll kind of use Fortnite as an example. Okay. And I can't really get into Fortnite because to me, there's too much going on. Okay. Now, I mean, I'll play sports games all day long, but that's because I love sports. So to me, I understand everything going on in the screen. I understand what's going on. But the beauty of the older games like Battlefront 2 or Gauntlet or there was a, they, they weren't necessarily meant to be played for like hours and hours. And they weren't, as they weren't open-ended, you know, open-ended systems where you could go a thousand different ways. It was, you know, like you mentioned, Battlefront 2 is like capture the flag. So you knew what you were, you were doing, you know, you know, Gauntlet was, you know, you, you went through each level, you found the exit to the next level and you just kept going. And eventually, you know, I think it's like 26 levels or something like that. You get to the 26th level and you solve it and, the game's the game's over but even those games it's like you play them for like 15 20 minutes and it's it's fine it's like i don't i don't feel like i have to solve gauntlet it's fun enough just playing what it is you know and but you know i see now with like fortnite and apex and quite honestly the new battlefront and you know uh, you know call of duty and all those games it's like i'm like i i don't have the i don't have the patience for them so it's, you know, I, to me, it's just, it's not fun. It's like, I, I want to be able to pick something up, play for a little bit, put the controller down and be done. So, you know, I have to agree with you on that because it's, I don't want to sit down and have to be tied to game for hours. Right. Only by choice. Only if I want to. Right. Exactly. I mean, now there are, there are some, like, I mean, I mean, I've been known to, you know, play hours of, you know, Pac-Man and Joe's trying to, you know, see how high I can get. But at the same time, it's like, eh, when I'm done, I'm done, you know? And, you know, but yeah, today's games, it's like, well, one, the AI is just amazing. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you know, you, you look at Pac-Man with the four ghosts and they had limited AI and now today's AI, it's like, you know, the, the, you know, the NPCs that you run into in these games are like, you know, you're talking full sentences with them. Right. And yeah. Having conversations. It's like, okay, that's a, it's a little creepy actually, you know, so, but, um, yeah, I, I just can't, I can't get into those games. So. Yeah, I've been having trouble with those too. Cause I've, you know, I've stopped over, you know, friends houses and they're up to the new game systems and new games. And I just, I can't seem to keep up. I just, eh, it's not for me. Well, and, and that's right. Cause it's like, cause I'll see some games like, um, Oh, uh, Warcraft, right? And yeah. I played the original Warcraft all the time. Loved it. We played it in college. Group of us get together. We play Warcraft. Then they start going to the new online version and all that. And it's like, I'm like, I, yeah, I, I'm done. I don't, you know, and every now and then I see it and I'm like, well, I should pick up the new. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't need to pick it up. So yeah, I'm, I'm good. So. You know, I did. I, at the same time, I don't know if I necessarily want to play an online game. Because then I feel bad if I just quit the game that I've left someone hanging 
you know, it's like, oh, you're, you know, I'm supposed to be defending you. Uh, sorry, I, I got to get going. <laughs> I've got more important things to do. Right, like, exactly. I mean, so there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, sometimes people get way into them, you know, where yeah. the game is life. Um, right. Which, but then again, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't judge because you know, everybody, everybody has their own thing, their hobbies. Um, but that made me, made me think about. There was another really cool Star Wars game for the N64. If you ever see it, called Rogue Squadron. I've heard of it. It was I've, a, it was a lot of fun. Was it okay? Oh, good. If I see that, I want to have to pick it up because I don't think. Because I'm trying to remember. Because I picked up. Uh, I don't know if I can get to it on this because, like I told you, this was just the computer that I had sitting around. Because I picked up a whole bunch of, of um. Oh, no, I don't have. I don't have it on here. But I'll have to because I picked up because when when uh, on May the fourth, somebody was having a huge deal, and it was like I I got like. 10 Star Wars related games for like $9. And I mean, they were older games, you know, nothing, nothing newer. And I didn't pick up Battlefront 2 at that time because they still wanted like $20 for it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'll play it for $20. For $5, you know, if I play it for a little bit, it's fine. But I don't remember if Rogue, I don't think Rogue Squadron was one of them, but I know I picked up X-Wing because I always enjoyed I always enjoyed X-Wing. On the PC? That was yep. an amazing game. And then um, uh, I, I've got all the, I know I've got all the Lego ones now, all the Star Wars Lego ones. Because those are just, it, see that to me, that those are fun games because they're, they're stupid. Like the Lego, like the Lego movie versions. Oh yeah. Just, I've, I've played stupid. a couple of them. They're yeah. fun. Right. So, um, Trying to remember, I don't know what else I got. So I'll have to I'll have to look at the list for for for, for next week to, to see what it is. But you know, it was one of those where it's like, yeah, for for you know, for one day. I mean, the games are like a buck ninety nine, two nine. And and the thing is, is they don't, you know, nobody needs the money anymore. You know, these games haven't, you know, some of them are twenty years old. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, so. There was a one that I remember that it was really good as well before Battlefronts, which is called Dark Forces, which is more like a Doom type game with um, stormtroopers. And that one I thought was fun too. Um, I remember we had that at the same time as we had X-Wing. Okay. On, on the PC. I can't remember, can't remember what year that was. I think that was 2000. No, maybe it was 90s. It's probably the 90s. Yeah, it had to have been. It had to have been because I remember playing X-Wing in high school. Because you had set up, you had uh, gotten it all set up on my computer for me. Yeah. I remember because X-Wing was one of those. And, and the thing is, you had to have a pretty decent computer because the graphics were just that, you, you know, the, I mean, they really pushed the the limit of, of you know what the computers could do at that time. So. Oh yeah, those those air battles were crazy, and it was fun. And it almost felt like you had an open world. To be honest with you, with that because you could keep flying. 
Right, but it was closed enough that you didn't feel like, you know, because some of these games now you, you sit there and it's like, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know where to even go. It's like, you know, I, you know. I, I have the whole city of San Andreas to go through. Right, okay. exactly. Okay, like, like it was uh, Grand Theft Auto. It's like you got a whole, you've got a whole city, like, and they map it with the actual city streets. Well, right, and it's like, you know, I, you know, sometimes I sit there and I'm like, oh, I kind of, I think I need a GPS for this, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm losing track of, you know, where I'm at. So, but, and, and to me, that's not, you know, to me, that's not fun. It's like, if I've got to sit there and if I've got to think too hard about where I need to go, then it's, it's, it's just not fun anymore. Then the, then the joy of just leisure playing is gone, but. Right. And, and again, like you and I said, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, the leisure plane is what I like to do, but for some people, you know, they'll sit down, you know, for hours on end and, you know, that's, that's what they like to do. And that's, and that's fine. It's just not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to spend hours upon hours, you know, playing, you know, playing the game. I just, it's not, not going to happen anymore. So. Well, here's, here's a random question. It made me think about pixels for a second. Like in the eighties, were there game competitions like that? There were, and they, they would, they would hold them in huge arenas and, and, you know, you, you'd have to qualify. Um, And, you know, and they would be, sometimes they'd be, someone would be arcade games. Some would be on the home console. So you would actually, you know, you'd play a game on like the Atari 2600. You'd take a picture of your high score to prove that you got it, uh, you'd send it in. Some companies would send you a patch. Some would send you a free game because you made a certain score. Um, you know, sometimes they would, you know, there'd be a contest where, you know, you, you you would just send the pictures in. Sometimes they'd have contests where they'd have a, like a whole bunch of Atari 2600s lined up and you'd all sit there and play the game and, you know, you know, whoever the last one standing was the winner, right? And yeah, so those those competitions those competitions existed, and and they continued, maybe not as much. And now, now they kind of have taken on the format of of esports, which are you know, high schools now have video game teams that compete online against other high schools in in esports. So, um, you know, now it's you know it's kind of it's it's recognized as a as an actual high school event and you know and they they compete and you know and i mean you know you know they they pick a subset of games that they compete in and you know it's so it, yeah it's it's taken on a whole different i different mean that is cool now. i mean if you think about it it's kind of nice that people that may not necessarily be you know good in sports have something competitive that they can do Oh, absolutely. And I, I, and I think that's why some of it was done, right? Cause it's, you know, you've, you've got a whole bunch of kids that just aren't, you know, they're not going out for sports like they, like they used to. I mean, it's, you know, something I read where, you know, over the last three years, sports participation is down 50% or something like that. Well, you know, you, you could argue, well, you know, they, they should be participating in sports cause you know, they're active and all that, but at the same point, why not give them something to do so they're not, you know, out causing havoc or, you know, because, you know, and, it, and it's relatively simple. It's like, you know, 
usually the schools have really good internet and you can sit there and you know sometimes they're pc games sometimes they're nintendo games sometimes they're xbox games and you know i don't think it really i don't think it hurts anything and you know you know and i think the investment from the school standpoint you know is relatively minimal you know i mean maybe they've got to buy a couple of xbox consoles well you know they're probably buying a couple of pcs anyway so it's the same you know same thing but um yeah i i think it's it's it, it it's interesting i think it's only going to grow and i i think especially you know with the stuff going on with you know covid and the quarantine and you know all the restrictions around sports it probably will grow even more in this next next couple of years so yeah that's true i didn't think about it that way i know that i've seen a couple of those competitions live you know local ones and they'll actually people build their own customized controllers they're they're what they call their d-pads so they've got a bunch of buttons where they need them set up especially for mortal Kombat or other fighting games like that that they'll have it all set up for themselves um i don't know how it works as far as like the actual like full competition like if it's a sports one if you have to use like the same controller as everybody else or if you can do a customized one that i don't know that's something that i wouldn't mind learning um also, the random, another random question is, when was the first gaming competition? That when I was... don't know. That okay. one, I, I, that I'm not sure. So, um, you know, because here's the thing is, you know, before even video games, there was, um, you know, pinball machines and things like that. So, it, you know, I'm sure they had competitions for pinball machines, you know, for pinball. Yeah, for pinball machines. So I wonder, you know, do, you know, would you count that or? You know, looking at just strictly arcade games. You know, what's an arcade? Yeah. So, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. I don't know when. I mean, I've got to imagine it was probably early '80s, maybe late, the late late '70s, maybe. I'm not. You know, I'm not sure. So. Huh. Well, yeah. I'll 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 take a look into that. Um, let me take a look real quick. But it's one of those things where I'm really I'm really happy to see things like that, and I I. I, I wouldn't mind uh, exploring more on like the local competitions and things like that. Not that I'm, I'm not going to compete. I'm not saying it for me, myself to compete. <laughs> I'm just saying for myself to see what goes on. Well, and and I think it, I think it'd be an interesting story to, to really launch into it, you know, cause it's, you know, I, I, I got to imagine, you know, in the beginning of the eighties, there was, there's quite a few of them. And then, you know, then you had the whole video games are evil stock, you know, the video game market crash and all that. And, you know, how much of the, that played into what they are today? How did they come back? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, who, you know, who brought it, you know, who kind of spearheaded that, you know, and then, you know, today where it's, you know, you went from, you know, competing, you know, one game you know, in a, in an arena to now you've got esports where, you know, quite honestly, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in Racine, Wisconsin or Nome, Alaska, you can compete against each other because it can all be done online. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think it'd be an interesting story to, to, uh, you know, to look into and it, you know, uh, you know, not just kind of the mechanics around it, but really just who's attracted to that type of, 
event, you know, whether it be in the eighties or it's now, you know, what, what drives someone to, to want to be that competitive at a, at, you know, at a video game. So. Yeah. It's so I always find it interesting at cons, like regular conventions to see the get video game sections where they have like the small little tournaments. It's, it's, it's really cool to see people just zoned in. Like, it, right. I mean, it, with all the noise and everything like that, all the distractions that are going on, they do not lose focus of what they're doing. It's just, it's, it's awesome to see that game face, that literal game face. But you, but you had that in the 80s too at arcades. I mean, there'd be that, there'd be that kid that would have, you know, I mean, kids would be that person that would have, you know, their 10 quarters all lined up on Space Invaders and they just, you know, they were oblivious to everything walking around them. You know, I they mean, just that was, were playing Space Invaders, you know. That was so, you, wasn't it? You know? No, mine was Pac-Man. So, was, yeah. I'd, I mean, I would, I would zone out and, yeah, I'd just, I'd play Pac-Man the whole time. So, I'd, every quarter I had would go to Pac-Man. So, either Pac-Man or Joust, those were probably the two. So, but there were some people that, you know, they'd, they'd sit in Defender and, you know, or Space Invaders or, and they would do the same thing. So I don't, I don't think that necessarily has changed. I think just the, maybe the, the level of where it's, of where it's done and, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 has it really changed? That'd be an, that'd be an yeah. interesting question. You know? Probably more accessibility for sure. people. You know, I mean, you, you think about it and, you know, you know, I think a lot more people have video game consoles at home now than did in the eighties. And it's not even a video game console. You can just have, you know, you can play on your PC, you know, so it's, yeah, it's probably just a different, you know, different world. And it's, it's definitely more portable, right? When you look at something like the Nintendo switch or your phone or, you know, even a laptop, I mean, you know, there's gaming laptops, people take their gaming laptops. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, speaking of the phone too, like I heard that you can play Fortnite on your phone. Right. Like the actual Fortnite. Yep. And compete not a, with other people. Yeah. Yeah, not a stripped down mobile version. It's, yeah, you could sit there and, yeah, you could sit there on your phone and, yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. That's definitely, that's definitely a topic that I wouldn't mind covering. Right. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely remember that. We got to come up with a list. So we've got to put it on our Slack site that we haven't been using. So, uh, yes, we do. And actually that's what I was trying to think of. I was, I was brain, trying to brainstorm some, some good topics to talk about. And I know people are listening. They're like, why are you guys talking about that now? Well, cause we were going to talk about pixels and we were going right. to be talking about movies and I was going to bring up ready player one. And I forgot about it till now, uh, which is another good movie. The book's better. Read the book. Okay. I, I got halfway through the book. I need to finish it. So yes, read the book and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So the, 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 the movie's interesting because the, the, um, the, I, I watched the movie and was pissed off. Oh, okay. And, uh, because I read the book first and I think the book is, I, I, I like the book ready player one and I'm sure there's people that have now just shut off the podcast because they think it's a terrible book. I, I actually, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good read. I mean, is it, is it the best work of fiction out there? No, but I think it's a very good read. 
Um, I, 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 I really like the book, but the, the, the movie is very loosely based off of what's in the book. And that pissed me off originally, but then I read an article by the author that it wasn't supposed to be close to the book. So, so the movie was supposed to be just another, the movie was, was never intended to necessarily be a representation of the book, but the movie was just supposed to be another kind of telling of the story just happens to have the same name. So, which is an interesting way of doing it because I I think a lot of us typically think, well, you got a book and the movie and the two should be pretty lockstep. In this case, they weren't at all, but I, I, I still thought the book, I still, I still thought the book told the story better than the movie did. Um, So, yeah. And I, the yeah so read read the book and then yeah we'll 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 talk about it but you know i can't read it's (laughs) there are no pictures in that book there's so many words it's like it's over a hundred pages yeah but it's an easy read ernest klein made it an extremely easy read i'm just kidding (laughs) but that that means i oh i gotta use those brain cells for something (laughs) dang it but um, yeah, I, I mean, the movie wasn't, uh, once I heard that it was not supposed to be a literal interpretation of the book, that changed my, my view on the movie. I mean, I, 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 the movie's entertaining. I'll, I'll just put it that. I, 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 if we're going to talk about it, I'll probably watch the movie again, just because I don't remember all of what diverges in the movie from the book. But um, yeah, I, I like the the, the book was better. So. Okay. Hey, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, uh, I didn't know any better. So I, cause I didn't, <laughs> hadn't finished the book. So I was like, okay, this, this doesn't seem bad. You know, again, I had no expectations. Right. Exactly. No. And, and, and like I said, if, if I hadn't read the book, yeah, I probably would have gone, it's a heck of a movie. This is awesome. You know? Um, but it's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think you just got to treat them both as two separate, two separate ways to tell the same story, which is, it's hard for my brain to kind of grasp that an author would do that, but you know, that's his prerogative. Right. So, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, I, I also wonder though, if, if some of the things in the movie weren't, or, or some of the things weren't in the movie because you couldn't necessarily get the copyright or the, the licensing, also so well that makes sense too because right people get really picky about that well they do that's why quite honestly with pixels i was shocked that pixels had qbert in it because qbert is one of the hardest characters to get licensed out there so um, oh wow so yeah, then whoever, since they probably that's why the character was in there it's because they utilized it because it probably cost them a lot of money right so um you know and and there's characters like that that are just you know they're hard to to license and then there's other characters that are you know relatively you know relatively easy like i you know i think i've seen centipede in a ton of movies i i'm sure you know whoever holds the copyright on centipede now doesn't you know necessarily care so yeah but, uh, yeah you know we could put ready player one eye that's probably a whole i think that would be a whole episode that would be a whole episode so, so. yeah cool so yeah, we got uh, we got to put a list together, come up with some topics. So that works for me. 